said? Amen. Amen. Cool. So I'm going to, I've got a, uh, uh, <laughs> I got a dope word for tonight. Uh, so I'm really excited. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm going to preach tonight. I'm going to preach tonight. This will preach tonight. This is good, man. I've got some fire in my belly. Is that what the title should be? Lex is back. Lex is back. Back again. So this, as we continue our sacred series, next week, Easter, yeah? Yeah, next week's Easter. Okay, cool. So next week will be our last week in the sacred series, okay? Next week. Uh, next week will be. We'll end with the house sacred, the resurrection in. The resurrection is. Cool? Um, but this week is um, titled Living as Sacred People. That'll preach tonight. Yep. Mm-hmm. My iPad's loading. <laughs> um, everybody turn to Ecclesiastes 3 something. Yeah, Everybody there? Is it ECC? Yeah. It's in the Old Testament. Yeah, She's not scared of it. Spread. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, where are you? Here we are. It's right after Proverbs. Go to Psalms, go to Proverbs, then right after that. Um, page 599 or 599. <laughs> you guys. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I totally thought I responded to your message. Uh, today, so. It's okay. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I Ready? Ecclesiastes 3.11. Let me, you guys see okay? Let me turn the lights up a little. Is that better? Good. Okay. Ecclesiastes 3.11. Living as sacred people. You ready? Yeah. He has made everything beautiful in its time. Also, he has put eternity into man's heart, yet so that he cannot find out what God has done from the beginning to the end. 
What I want to focus on tonight, and I'm going to be bouncing all over the place, so I need scholars in this place, okay? You guys with me? What's going yeah. on? Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Ecclesiastes 3.11. And he made everything beautiful in its time. Also, he, put ev he has put eternity into man's heart, yet so that he cannot find out what God has done from the beginning to the end. He has put eternity in their hearts. Okay? Keep your finger there, whatever you need to do. Then turn to Revelation chapter 1, verse 5. What uh, chapter? 1, verse 5. Eternity into their hearts. Okay, and then Revelation um, chapter 1, verse 5, um, and I'm going to read 5 through 8 just because I like it. Um, it says, And from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn of the dead, and the ruler of the kings of earth, to whom he loves us and has freed us from the sins by his what? Blood. By his blood, and made us a kingdom, priests forever and ever, amen. Behold, He is coming with the clouds, and every eye will see, even those who pierced Him, and all the tribes of the earth will wail on account of Him. Even so, Amen. Verse 8, I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is, and who was, and who is to come, the Almighty. You guys ready for this word tonight? Oh, yeah. Hello. Lewis, scared now. Dude, I'm pumped. Let's do this thing. So, first, first, he has put eternity into our hearts. What the heck does that mean? Eternity into our hearts. It's an interesting concept, right? Because that means. It's now. Yeah. If it's in my heart now, like if I love Madison now, it's in my heart now. Right? If that love is set on my heart, it's current. It's on earth. If he set eternity in my heart, it's current. It's on earth. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Thou kingdom come, thou will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Right? That's our prayer. Yeah. That's, that's the prayer. That's what we want. Yeah. Hallowed be their name. Hallowed be his name. Sorry. Right? This is the bread and butter of what it means to follow Jesus. And then in Revelation 1, 5 through 8, it says, we are kings and priests. Hmm. Hmm. It's right. What the heck does that mean? You feel really royal right now? I feel very royal right now. I feel royal. Why do I feel royal? Because I know that I'm part of Jesus' bloodline. Right? I'm part of His bloodline. Therefore, my I am a king and a priest in eternity. That's so sick. That is so sick. 
Our inheritance is not only just an eternal thing. Do you guys know this? Our inheritance is here and now, and it starts here and now. It started when I said, Jesus, you are my Savior and Lord, when I was 17 years old, and it starts, and then it goes. And it goes, and it goes, and it goes into eternity. Because why? I'm part of Jesus' bloodline. Yes? God has made us kings and priests, royalty, heirs of His throne. That's cool. Yeah. Did you know the blood of the Je- the blood of Jesus launches you into your ministry? Because we know here at the home that if you follow Jesus, you're called to ministry. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you get paid for it. I don't care. You're called to ministry. If you say yes to Jesus, you are called to ministry. You're not just called to fold your hands and wait till eternity comes. Because in Ecclesiastes 3.11 it says, He has placed eternity into my heart. Therefore, it started now. And if I'm not walking in my ministry, I'm not walking in the blood of Jesus. That'll preach, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. If I am not walking in my ministry and what He's placed me in today, I, will, I am denouncing the blood of Jesus. I am not, I'm saying, no, I'm not part of your bloodline, Jesus. What's a priest? A minister. What's a minister? You. I think sometimes we take that word a little bit too literally. Where minister means I've got a, the black collar and then the white square right at my, uh, this, Adam's apple. Or girl's throat. <laughs> no. That's, yeah. That's, that's not a minister. You're a minister. You're a minister of what? Jesus' blood. Jesus' ministry. He didn't just give His life for nothing. Yes? He said, I'm placing eternity into your hearts so that you can be royalty, kings and priests for the kingdom. It's freaking sweet. You can't be a minister and minister to Him without the blood first. We don't understand why the blood is so significant in Christianity and following Jesus. We will never understand what the Lord's calling us into. The power is in the blood. So we can't minister until we accept the blood? Until we get the revelation of what the blood is, you will never be able to minister. Why? Somebody tell me why. Seriously. There's no raising hands here. Just yell it. Yeah. What is it? Go ahead. Um, well, to be, uh, to, never mind. It's cool. Um, well, it's like, you can't, I, I kind of think of it as like, you can't, uh, you can't know the Father if you don't know the Son. If you don't know what He did for you, then how can you, 
how can we fully accept where uh, where you are right now because we are in New Testament now in the Old Testament. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Perfect. Yes. We are part of his bloodline. We have to take dominion over everything. You know what kings and, and queens and royalty do? They stand firm on their power. Yes? Hey, you guys know that you're kings and queens of the kingdom of heaven? Therefore, if you don't understand the blood, therefore you're never going to have dominion over the things that are against the blood. Yes? This is simple truth so far, right? I'm not losing anybody yet, right? We are heirs of the throne. We are co-heirs, co-crucified with Christ. Because of His blood shed, therefore our blood is part of His. Yes? Co-crucified. We were up on that cross with Him. If we weren't up on that cross with Him, we're in some serious doo-doo. Yes? Right? He was pinned to the cross because of my jacked-up sinful nature. Yes? Okay? So if I am saying, no, I don't have dominion over that, I don't have dominion over that, I don't have dominion over that, these things I can understand that I've got dominion over, we are saying, eh, I, only, I only believe in half of Jesus. Yes? Yeah. Okay. We are part of His bloodline. Scripture says, No weapon formed against me shall prosper. No attack has authority over you. Do you know that? Mm-hmm. Do we live that way? No attack of the enemy has authority over your life. Why? Because of Jesus' blood. If it wasn't that way, then this entire book is void. Because this is all about Jesus. This is all about Jesus' blood. It would be completely void. He has authority over everything, so therefore we are kings and we take dominion over things. Yes? We take dominion over the crap that is not of the Lord. Right? Yeah. This is good news tonight, yes? Yeah. You have authority because of the blood of Jesus. We have to approach everything with boldness, not shame. But knowing that it's already won because it's your right. Until you get this revelation, God can't release to you what He wants to release to you because you will lose it. You know, we ask God for all sorts of things, right? Our prayers are filled with asks. (laughs) It's okay. It's okay. I'm not going to make fun of you this time. We ask the the Lord for um, nations. Right? Lord, win that nation. Multitudes. Lord, use me to save multitudes of people. Right? Increase. We ask the Lord for increase in faith. Mm -hmm. Gifting. Yes? Influence. We ask Him. When we are in royalty, that stuff is our right. It's our right. It is our right. Right. God put eternity into your heart 
Therefore, everything has to change. Everything. Everything has to change. If eternity is living inside of me, if I am an eternal being, everything changes. The way I read scripture will change. Yes? The way I look at you guys will change. The way I look at the person who just cut me off will change. The way the per- that I look at somebody who just killed somebody uh, who's really close to me will change. Because when I have eternity living inside of me, everything changes. Everything changes. Everything changes. Your values change. Everything changes. Perception changes. It has to. It has to. And... <laughs> Important to the world is no longer important to you. Correct? correct. If I have eternity set on my heart, I could give a rat's about anything else. Right? Right. Do you guys understand that your lives are sacred? Yeah. (laughs) That you were set on this planet for a sacred reason. A sacred purpose. You guys know that? Yeah. Yeah? Do we really? Yep. Do you know the Lord entrusted you with authority in your life? Isn't that crazy? He gave you authority over things. God put eternity in your heart. Can somebody turn to Jeremiah 1.5? And then another person turned to Psalm 139.13. Okay, read it for us. I chose you before I formed you in the womb. I set you apart before you were born. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. So give me a bullet point there. Before the mother's womb, as a prophet to the nations, there was one more. Uh, I, I set you apart. I set you apart. Okay, who's got Psalms 139? Read it. Uh, for you formed my inward parts, you knitted me together in my mother's womb. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody turn to Ephesians 1 4. Hurry, hurry. Ephesians 1 4. Am I going to have to do it? After what? Ephesians 1.4, it says, you got it? No? Okay, cool. Ephesians 1.4 says, Even as He chose us in Him before the foundations of the world, that we should be holy and blameless in love. Ephesians 1.4? Yeah. Did you guys know that the Lord prophesied about you before everything? He said, I know you before your mother's womb. I've set you apart. Jeremiah 29, 11, right? I can riddle these off all day long, right? 29, 11, let's write it on our freaking Facebook uh, cover for art, yes? Jeremiah 29, 11, he knows the plans for you. Plans to what? Yeah. He prophesied about you before the foundations of the world. Hey, did you hear that? He prophesied about you before the foundations of the world. Okay? He already knew your purpose. 
He already called you and anointed you. Can you look up one for me? Um, Revelation 13, 8. Who can look up Isaiah 53, 7? You got it? Awkward. 53, 7. Let's go. Let's go. All inhabitants of the earth will worship the beast, all whose names have not been written in the Lamb's book of life. The Lamb who was slain from the creation of the world. The Lamb who was slain before the creation of the world. What's yours? Uh, <laughs> he was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He was led as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before its, before its shearers is silent. So he opened not his mouth. A lamb. Which confirms that one, yes? Before the foundations of the world. Revelation 5, 9, 12. Who can find it for me? Hurry. Let's go, let's go. Come on, come on, come on. 13, 8. Now this one's 5, 9 through 12. And they sang a new song saying, You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals because you were slain and with your blood you purchased for God persons from every tribe and language and people and nation. You have made them to be a kingdom and priests to serve our God, and they will reign on the earth. Then I looked and heard the voice of many angels, numbering thousands upon thousands, and ten thousand times ten thousand. They encircled the throne and the living creatures and the elders. In a loud voice they were saying, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and praise. How could the Lamb be slain? When God didn't even say, let there be light yet. How? Isn't that crazy? But if we read the Bible from a place of eternity, the Lord's outside of time, yes? So who cares about when he said, let there be light, right? We've just never thought about that before, correct? Right? How did he know me before the foundations of the world? How did he know that Jesus was going to die for me before the foundations of the world? Because he's eternal. Hey, you guys are eternal. You guys know that? You are an eternal being. An eternal being. You're either going to heaven for all of eternal, or you're going to hell. For all of eternal, eternity. Sorry. I was going to correct That sounded weird to me. I was like, what the heck's going on? Right? You are an eternal being. Therefore, if we read the Bible from a place of eternity, everything changes. I guarantee you'll be hungry for it. I guarantee you won't want to stop reading it. Okay? If you want the work of the ministry in your life, you have to view yourself as an eternal being. Okay? Catch this. Catch this line. Ready? The glimpses of glory on earth is preparing us for the heavenly glory we will live in for eternity. Do you guys understand that? The glimpses of glory that you get to see, that you get to taste and see, are preparing you for what's to come the rest of eternity. 
What? Hey, eternity was set in your hearts from the beginning of time. He placed the sacred purpose on you since the beginning of time. And he's saying, I'm going to give you glimpses of glory. I'm going to give you glimpses of glory. So you can handle heaven. I still feel like you won't be able to handle it. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. <laughs> Our lives are sacred. He wouldn't have made such a big deal about it. Yeah. Right? If, if our lives weren't sacred, He wouldn't have given us a book of how to guide us through life. Correct? They mean something to Him. If lives weren't important, then Jesus' life is void. It's important to His heart. The way we live is important to His heart. Yes? Mm-hmm. Do we understand this tonight? Yeah. Okay, so, if, yeah, no, I said that. Uh, you were selected by God to inherit His kingdom. And the person that you can't stand on this earth was selected by God to inherit His kingdom. Right? I mean, the Lord didn't just pick and choose us in this room to go to heaven. He didn't just say, oh, you, you, you. Split down the middle, here we go. Right? That's not the way this works. He says, I want every tongue and every need to confess that I am Lord. Correct? Right? He cares about every single life. Hey, don't discount anybody. Deal? Don't discount anybody. Don't discount the person um, who is uh, who is your worst enemy, and don't discount the person who's your best friend that you see every single week. Don't discount anybody. Their life is just as sacred as yours. And sometimes the unlocking in them unlocks you. Oops. When I pass away, I'm going to give my children an inheritance. It's like part of my dream. It's to leave a legacy behind here. Right? For my children, I'm going to leave them an inheritance. Might not be much, you know? But hey, something's better than nothing. Right? <laughs> but hey, um, he chose us to inherit his kingdom. It's what fathers do is give inheritance to their children. Right? The Lord picked me to inherit His glory, and as it says in Colossians 1-2. Can anybody look that up real quick? The Lord picked you. I told you there was going to be a lot of Scripture tonight that will preach. Yes? <laughs> Colossians 1-2. Who's got it? Nobody? Okay. Ashton? Am I going to beat you? Colossians 1-2. Come on, come on. I'm there. I got it. Oh, sorry, 112. Well, I'm there too. Same here. Read it. Okay. Giving thanks to the Father who has enabled you to share in the saints' inheritance in the light. Yes. An inheritance to share. An inheritance to share. Yes? If we live as sacred people, then we have to live in the light. Yeah? In the inheritance, 
Come on, if you know me at all, what am I looking for? Blood. The blood? Close? Come on. The Holy yeah, the Spirit. If we live as sacred people, we have to live in the Spirit. Yeah. <laughs> if we don't live in the Spirit, sorry. Yeah. This entire life is going to be impossible to you for you to fulfill your purpose. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, that book... <laughs> Dang it, I shouldn't have said that. I'm too, de- I'm too late. That book, uh, The Sacred Purpose, or what's it called? Uh, frick. There's no reason to continue that. I can't think of it. Uh, finding Your Purpose, God's Purpose, something like that. That cheesy book just teaches you an equation of how to live your purpose out. No, the only way to live your purpose out is by living in the Spirit, is walking in the Spirit. Only way to be a sacred people is by walking in the Spirit. Hey, I don't know about you guys, but I love the apostles. They walked in the Spirit. You guys understand that? Paul is nothing without the Spirit. Right? Paul is nothing without the Spirit. Peter is nothing without the Spirit. Stephen is nothing without the Spirit. All of these guys are are nothing without the Spirit. I am nothing without the Spirit. So are you. If you want to live as a sacred people, we have to live in the Spirit. If you think that you are created for no reason, or your reason starts at this or that age, you're missing out on all that He has planned for you. And also... You're grieving the Spirit. And also, you're quenching the Spirit. Somebody turn to 1 Thessalonians 5.19. And then another person turned to Ephesians 4.30. Somebody there? Four thirty. Who's at Thessalonians? I want to do that one first. Okay, I'll read it. Five nineteen. Read it on your own time. Ready? Here we go. It is right here. Do not quench the spirit. <laughs> That's the verse. Do not quench the spirit. Everybody want to memorize that one tonight? Do not. Quench the Spirit. Hey, why don't you guys just say it with me? Let's get real preacher-like tonight, yes? Do not quench the Spirit. Deal? Don't do it, okay? Um, Ephesians 4.30, read it. It says, And don't grieve God's Holy Spirit. You were sealed by Him for the day of redemption. Yes. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit. Okay? Mm-hmm. Let me define these two words, because... I'm looking out for my brother, Andrew. (laughs) Quench. It doesn't always mean quench my thirst and satisfy my thirst. Quench sometimes is related to fire. Yes? What? Yeah. Are you ready for this? You're about to get freaking lit up right now. Quench is related to fire. Who's also related to fire? Holy Ghost. Yes? Mm-hmm. Oh, frick. If we quench, a.k.a. extinguish, a.k.a. put out the fire of the Holy Spirit, we're in some deep dog doo-doo. 
Quench means extinguish, dampen down, or put out. Grieve means to cause distress. To hurt, to wound, to burden, to harm, to oppress. If we want to live as sacred people, we have to live in the Spirit and we can't quench or grieve Him. We understand the Holy Spirit is not just a blob. He is a person. He is a person. Yes? I don't know about you guys, but when I entrust somebody with something very important to me and they don't come through, I'm a little grieved. I'm a little put out. When I'm really passionate about something that um, that I'm uh, uh, that I'm passionate over, <laughs> and that and I share it with somebody, and they're just like, uh, <laughs> I'm extinguished, right? Mm-hmm. Think of that the same way with Holy Spirit. When he's really excited about something, really excited about partnering with you, really excited about a move that he wants to do here on earth, tune into me. When he wants to do a move here on earth and you're not with him, grieved, quenched, extinguished, put out, terminated. Holy Spirit is fire. Holy Spirit is the only thing that will keep eternity in our hearts. So our passion doesn't go out. So our excitement doesn't go out. So our inheritance doesn't run out. Right? My father um, left me an inheritance in my life. How bummed would he be if I said, no, I don't want it? How bummed. How, how grieved. How sad would he be? Same thing with the Lord. Same thing with the Lord. You were destined for an incredible purpose. You guys know that? Destined for an incredible purpose. Some of you guys are mountain movers. Some of you guys are storm calmers. Some of you guys are leper healers. Some of you guys have a prophetic anointing. Wake up. And smell the roses. There is a way better way than the way you're living right now. Right? Yep. Do you want to live as a sacred people? Set apart. Cool. Walk in it. You don't have to try. You just have to walk in it. You just have to say, yes. Yes, Lord. Okay, Lord. Right? That's how, that's, it's that easy. Right? You're making it harder on yourself. Yeah. 
Right? There was a really good note in here that I don't think saved. Whatever. You guys understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So, if eternity is set in our hearts, sometimes it can be surrounded by other things that are now quenching that. Yes? Mm -hmm. Be surrounded by roots of of, uh, bitterness. Mm -hmm. I don't know about you guys, but you can't minister when you're bitter. (laughs) Sorry, you can't. You can't minister when you're stressed. You can't minister when you got a ton of baggage on your back. Mm -hmm. You can't do it. That has to be rid of. Anybody got bitterness on their heart tonight? Towards some individual? Yeah? Okay. Who else? Yeah, I got bitterness towards somebody. I'm going to be honest with you. Do you think everybody's treated me right? (laughs) Heck no. I'm a weird freaking dude. Of course they haven't treated me right. <laughs> Morgan, don't laugh. Come on. <laughs> right? Yeah. Come on. You, there is bitterness in this room. I know it. The Lord wouldn't have told me <laughs> if it was false. Yes? Yeah. There's stress. There's anxiety, depression. Anything is surrounding that eternity, it's being quenched. You will never walk in it. Do you deal with that crap? You will never walk in the fullness of what the Lord's calling you into. Right? The Lord calls us to love. Except when you're bitter. No, it doesn't say that. (laughs) It doesn't say that. He says love. And love. And love. And love. And love your enemy. Right? Mm -hmm. So if we are bitter towards somebody tonight... We've got to get rid of it. Who wants to get rid of it? Cool. Why don't you just stand up right where you're at? If you've got bitterness in your heart right now, just stand up right where you are. And ask a couple more times. Come on. If you've got bitterness in your heart, stand up right now. Cool, cool. We're almost there. If you've got bitterness in your heart, stand up right now. Struggle. The Lord has set eternity in your hearts, a fire in your heart. We cannot put it out anymore. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. Hey, everybody, do you understand? Yeah. We cannot put it out anymore. It's unacceptable. Jesus paid way too much for your life for you to be surrounded by bitterness. He paid way too much for your eternity for you to be surrounded by bitterness. Yes? Yeah. Do we understand this? Yes. Mm-hmm. His blood was expensive. Mm-hmm. It was very expensive. Mm-hmm. And he paid that price for you. Somebody who wasn't as expensive. Right? Yeah. Isn't that amazing what the blood can do? Let's have a deep revelation over what the blood can do over your life tonight. The blood washes away bitterness. It washes away anger. Washes away distrust in people. It washes it away. Eternity set in your hearts 
will have to burn that stuff up mm. if you let it. Because those are dead things. Bitterness, it's a dead thing. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. What's, what good is that going to do? Yeah. What's it doing? <laughs> Nothing. What's a grudge doing for you right now? What's it doing? Anything good? No, it's actually taking you away. It's separating you. Yeah. No, Jesus already paid for that so you wouldn't have to be separated anymore. Understand? Yeah. Do you fully understand? Yes. Give me an audible yes. Do you understand? (laughs) He paid way too much for you just to say, well, it's just who I am. I'm just bitter. (laughs) Well, it's just who I am. I'm just depressed. No. That's separation from God. Yeah. That's what that is. I'm just a liar. No. That's separation from God that you've bought into. Yeah. If I live as a sacred person, I have to get rid of that crap. James 1 says, I could be perfect. If I'll allow it. If I walk in His might, I can be perfect. If I wake up and smell the roses, I can be perfect. If I say, yes, Jesus, I know that your blood paid for all these things. Mm -hmm. Yes? Yes? So if you have a root and bitterness in your heart, I want you to lay hands on the person next to you. Okay? And I want you to prophesy over them. You guys know what that means? Prophesy over them that bitterness has to go right now. Declare it over their body right now. Bitterness has to go in Jesus' name. Every single person, bitterness has to go. Anything that's separating them from the Lord is has to go in Jesus' name. Fresh eyes. Fresh eyes. Knowing completely that there be no whatever he goes to work, Lord, that he may be pissed, that he will not let that be quenched. Lord, that he will be excited to talk to the Lord. Jesus, don't let that happen. Don't let that quench the fire. Maybe so full. Don't ask him for it. Declare it. Lord, I know what you do. Declare it over your brother and sister. Way. I know you can, and I know you do, for you are mightier than all. Bitterness has to go in Jesus' name. I know you are mightier than all. I know your eternity, and I know has to go in Jesus' name. You are stronger. You have moved mountains. You have moved everything into the exact way. If there's any bitterness, I just bring that completely burned up, because you are too strong as a fire in our hearts. Now you all have a decision tonight to make. Whether I revert back to it? Mm. Yes? Mm-hmm. I could revert right back to it. Yeah. yeah. I could spit on his prophecy that you just prayed over me, <laughs> that you just prayed over me. I could spit all over it. Mm-hmm. And I could not walk in it. Mm-hmm. The Lord prophesied something over you that you've already spit on by walking in those things. Mm. Mm. Sorry, that was harsh. <laughs> it's okay, you'll forgive me later. You can't be bitter towards me. <laughs> Suckers. Still <laughs> 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 warned. <laughs> but seriously, he's already paid for it. It's gone. Now you have a decision to make tonight. Yeah. Whether I say, okay, I'm going to walk in love. And I'm going to welcome that person with loving arms, just like the Lord welcomes me with loving arms. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. If we look at every single person that is on our hearts right now, it's like, oh, mm. Yes? Mm-hmm. If we look at them that way, we're living earthly. But as you guys learn tonight, you're eternal. You're bigger. That eternal 
right? You are eternal. Yes? Yeah. Isn't that cool? You have the capacity to not walk separate from the Lord anymore. Mm-hmm. You want that tonight, yes? Yeah. You want it so bad. I know it. Or else you would, I mean, you wouldn't be here. <laughs> so you know that's what this place is. Right? Yeah. Cool. Well, let me pray for all of you. Oh, hang on. Oh, okay. Better be good. Oh, it better be good. <laughs> Freaking really wants to hammer him with this. <laughs> yeah. Um, in Ephesians 4, 26 and 27, it says, Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil. <laughs> I love that verse. Yeah. Boom. Confirmed everything that I just preached on. Correct? Yep. Okay, let me pray and declare freedom over all of you guys tonight, right now, okay? Yeah. Hold your hands out. Yes, receive it right now. Yes. Mm. You know Jesus is in this room still, yeah? Yep. Isn't that cool? Yep. He's still here. He didn't leave. He didn't leave. Mm. Hold your hands out. Stay present with him. Jesus, I plead your blood over each hand that is held out right now. Yes. Lord, that we would walk as people who are in your bloodline, Mm -hmm. as people who are set apart, sacred people, that you have anointed to bring your glory not only to earth, but glory in heaven. Lord, I pray that the things that we see, the things that we taste, they would get us ready for the kingdom of heaven. Lord, I pray over each and every hand that's held out that your bloodline would be received tonight, that we would walk in your fullness, Jesus, that we know that you're with us. Lord, if we see ourselves falling into old ways or, or new ways that we haven't fallen into before, I pray, Jesus, that you would illuminate it, yes. convict it, mm-hmm. and snap it off of us completely mm-hmm. right away. Jesus. In Jesus' name, yes. I pray that you would break it off right now in Jesus' yes. name. Yes. Anything that's not of you yes. still standing yes. in this room, it has to be broken off in Jesus' name. Yes. Completely. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord. I plead your blood over every single heart tonight. Yes. And we give you praise tonight, Lord. I'm just thankful for who you are. Thank you for being a father who gives inheritance to his, to his children. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you for raising us up. In Jesus' name, we all said, receive it. Amen. Amen.